I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, I've got a special podcast for you. First, we're going to hear our interview with Forrest Fang, the veteran ambient chamber music composer, talking about mutating sounds in his new album, Scenes from a Train. Then, we remember Johan Johansson, the Icelandic composer of albums like Fordlandia and film scores for The Theory of Everything and Arrival. He left the planet on Saturday, February 10th. He was only 48. Before we get to them, I want to tell you about a new album by Russell Sareth. It's called Spiritual Odyssey. Russell Sareth creates a contemporary New Age music that chronicles a spiritual journey. Each song in the album takes a step on the trail from breaking free of constraints and boundaries to an arrival at a greater awareness of the universe and how it works. Lyrically uplifting vocals, electronic ambiences, and hand percussion create a soothing soundscape. Russell Surratt's Spiritual Odyssey is available from Amazon, iTunes, and other retailers. And now, we get on a ghost train with Forrest Fang. You're hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLibretto. A lot of musicians we play on the show work out of their bedrooms while they have day jobs. Forrest Fang is one of those. He began releasing music on cassette in the early 1980s, but he's much more developed and sophisticated than most bedroom musicians, partly because he's a classically trained violinist and partly because he's just an obsessive composer. He has a new album called Scenes from a Ghost Train. Get your tickets now. We take a ride when I talk with Forrest Fang. Forrest Fang lives in his own world. He doesn't tour, he doesn't do a lot of promotion or interviews. You won't find him tweeting, and until recently, he wasn't even on Facebook. I have not been really part of the Facebook world uh, uh, for the longest time, and even setting up a business page I thought was kind of a big step, and I, but I still wasn't that interested in, in what at least what I'd heard about Facebook. He doesn't live anything like you might consider a musician's life, and his day job is fairly mundane. I'm still working. I'm at a small law firm. And when he started releasing his music, he didn't have much in the way of aspiration or music industry aptitude, like when he tried to get distribution for his first album. I was somewhat naive at the time. I think I was like a second year in college and uh, had this white kind of generic album cover with a sticker on it and was trying to <laughs> convince him to pick it up. He's gotten more experience since then and has released 13 albums under his own name in addition to his Sans Serif project. Most of Fang's music exists in another world of ambient world fusion. He's a classically trained violinist and he plays that. He's also explored his Chinese heritage and plays all kinds of traditional instruments from Asia. He can sound almost folkloric, like this track from his album, Folklore.
usually the instruments are unmoored from cultural or musical context. They move through a newly created world of ambient space. That's the case with his latest album, Scenes from a Ghost Train. His intent is evident from the quote he uses by surrealist André Breton. The imaginary is what tends to become real. That quote, uh, uh, in the context of, of the album especially, I think it kind of re- reveals a bit about my current thought process, that part of the creative process is trying to manifest something that's a little more perceivable in the real world than what's inside my head. The translation between what's in my head and, and uh, what you hear is really the recording process and the creation process. Fang uses Breton's aphorism as a philosophical basis for Scenes from a Ghost Train. And so the title of the album, that Scenes from a Ghost Train, is really really more of a description of how I view currently the way that I create music. The ghost train that travels undetected from my mind through the piece and becomes the vessel for transferring whatever I'm hearing in my head. Fang is getting at here is that his music is heavily processed. He plays all kinds of conventional instruments on the album, including the Balinese-tuned percussion instruments, the saron and kendang, the Turkish jumbush lute, the Mexican percussion instrument, the cantaro, a violin, as well as synthesizers and other electronics. But all these sounds are transfigured through electronic processes, creating a surreal world fusion ambient music. Through his compositions, sound fields move in complex layers. That's the whole idea, is to create this, this sound field that has some depth. So you've got a front and a middle and a, and, a, and a back, and hopefully a lot of other stuff in between. Forrest Fang's violin can manifest itself in many ways, but rarely as a violin. On the composition Meeting of Totems, there's a lead line that sounds like a guitar or maybe a synthesizer, but it's not. It's just my acoustic violin, but then it went through quite a few iterations when I was processing it. In some ways, I I think I I might have fallen down the rabbit hole when it comes to processing, because I mean, there's processing and there's processing, but I've Especially with the whole universe that's opened up with uh, the ability to do it in software, it's just, it's just mind-boggling.
Sometimes Fang creates landscapes that move at multiple speeds like Five Mile Crater. That segment of the Ghost Train Suite mixes long glacial layers with tribal percussion riffs. That was actually me um, messing around with, with a fairly new software synthesizer, Omnisphere 2. There were two sounds in particular that I, that I found really interesting from that instrument that became kind of the backbone of the piece. One was the choral samples, and the other was the sample of stalactites. And so I actually ended up using that as the percussion. It, kind of, it almost sounds kind of like some kind of a South Pacific kind of percussion. It created a nice space for me to, to add other things around. So that was one where I actually the sound, to me, helped determine the structure of the rest of the piece. Forrest Fane can go deeply ambient as he does on the track Nocturnum. It's a piece that moves like tectonic plates, slowly shifting beneath the Earth's surface. Some of those are really slowed down um, sounds made from glass, and, and some of them are made through rubbing and sounds and things like that. It's kind of this breathy quality. I think that's, that's probably coming from the, the sound of the, um, the rubbing of the glass. Fang is the mongrel child of classical music, progressive rock, minimalism, world, and ambient music. He's taken these influences and made them all into something new. In many ways, he's pursuing a path he kind of wishes Brian Eno had continued on from albums like On Land and My Life in the Bush of Ghosts before he got into digital sound. That's a fair statement. I mean, I, 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 I do find myself a little disappointed with some of his digital textures he's been using in recent years. Even even this, that, that more recent one, Reflection, I like musically what's happening, but I felt like he could have done more with the processing. I would say that's definitely true of the installation CDs. Those um, I like, but sonically, they're kind of ugly. <laughs> it's been a long, strange journey for Forrest Fang. He has a real label, Project Records, that releases his music in beautiful packages, but he's still not that far from the guy who produced an album with just a white cover and a sticker. But he has come far from a musician who thought this might just last for a decade or so. I'd originally planned for uh, Blind Messenger, which came out in 97, to be my last album. That was 20 years ago. I would not have imagined then that I would still be doing this now. I just had no, no clue. But I'm glad I kept going. He didn't know that his best work was still ahead of him. Forrest Fang is continuing his musical evolution, still working out of his home, creating odysseys to the other side of his mind. His latest album is Scenes from a Ghost Train on Project Records.
If you want to add Forest Fang scenes from a ghost train to your collection, go to our website at echoes.org and we'll have a link there for you. You can also catch an earlier interview with Forrest from 2015 if you dig back deeper into the podcast. Coming up, we remember Johan Johansson with a great archival interview from 2009. Joining us in remembering Johan Johansson is Hammock Music. This wonderful ambient chamber group was on the same plane with Johansson, and you can hear that in their latest album, Mysterium, which was Echo's number one CD of 2017. You can listen to an interview with them talking about that album in an Echo's podcast from last year. The members of Hammock, Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson, were both saddened by Johansson's loss and they consider his 2008 album, Fordlandia, to be one of their favorites. Hammock keeps that spirit alive and you can get their albums on iTunes, Amazon and other online retailers. Special thanks to them for helping to support this extended edition of the Echoes Podcast. Johan Johansson died in Berlin from undisclosed causes on February 10th, 2018. He was only 48. Johansson was one of those Icelandic musicians like Sigur Rós, Hilmar Orn Hilmarsson, and Olaf Arnolds who were besotted by the contemplative themes of classical composers like Arvo Pärt and Henrik Goretzky. But also, they were plugged in to contemporary music. Johansson mixed pensive orchestral compositions with moody, often abstract electronics in long, unfolding tone poems. We interviewed him back in 2009 before he was getting Golden Globe trophies and Academy Award nominations. Kimberly Haas takes us back to this 2009 interview with Johan Johansson. The drive housing checks should consist of the following points. One, the idler. There should be no sign of wear or play. When many of us were children, our parents might bring home scrap paper from the office for us to draw on. But Johan Johansson's father brought home punch cards from the earliest days of computing. I remember my my father brought these punch cards that they used to program computers with, you know, before floppy disks. And and he used to bring those home when I was a kid and, and, and he used to, you know, use them to draw on, you know. Johansson's father was a computer technician, and he ran the first computer to come to Iceland, the IBM 1401. That computer became the basis of Johansson's seminal 2006 album called IBM 1401, a user's manual. His father not only had old manuals and documentation, but sounds that they recorded from the computer itself. And it's it's kind of uh, funny that he didn't tell me about this, you know, until you know, like 30 years later, you know, it was, uh, um, came out of our, our, our conversation over dinner, you know, uh, sometime in the year, I think it was in the year 2000, he, he, he told me about this. And and I, of course, you know, urged him to go and, and, and find them, you know, find these recordings. The computer didn't make music, but it generated sounds that his father recorded. 
Johansson took those recordings and molded them into compositions. Speaking from his studio in Reykjavik, Johan Johansson is a burly man with his head shaved bald. Born in 1969, he's a musician who lives between worlds. On one hand, he's a child of rock music who grew up on a mix of 70s German electronics and 80s electropop like Neu, Kraftwerk, Tangerine Dream, and Depeche Mode. You can find that side in a group he has called the Operat Organ Quartet. Johansson's other music tends to be more like Arvo Pärt than Kroffer, more symphonic than electronic. But he feels that albums such as his tone poem called Engleburn and the Operat Organ Quartet come from the same place. Funnily enough, those albums were kind of made uh, at very much the same time. I was, I was you know, working on Operat as I was mixing Engleburn, and, and they came out the same year. I mean, for me, uh, there are there are very strong connections between these two works and you know if you would arrange some apparat music for string quartet it wouldn't sound a million miles away from from Engelborn, you know frankly Johan Johansson's music exists in a realm of ambiguities and contrasts that begin with his mixture of electronics and orchestra. The mixture of the two and the, the contrasts between the electronics and the classical instrumentation, which, which is interesting for me. My scores, you know, if published as scores or such, you wouldn't really be able to perform them, you know, like that, because the electronic part of it is so important, and that's something which is pretty hard to notate. Johan Johansson's latest album is an elegant and expansive work called Fordlandia. It merges two themes. The first is Henry Ford's failed attempt to build a Western-style, conservative community in a Brazilian rubber plantation in the 1920s. I read an article uh, about it years ago, and then I found a novel, this Portuguese novel, uh, which was set there and, 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 and sort of, you know, went deeper into this story, kind of in a, in a fictional way. and. Um, I'm a big Werner Herzog fan, and it was it was it reminded me of you know these films like Akira or Fitzcarraldo, uh, the, this sort of uh, thwarted idealism or this sort of idealism that goes wrong, you know, this sort of failed utopian dreams, and kind of a hubris, you know, of of attempting to tame you know the heart of darkness in in, in, in that sense, you know, and and uh, imposing a kind of you know Western. Um, technological uh, society on, on, on uh, this sort of uh, wild piece of, of rainforest. You know. Johansson's music evokes this failed and misguided experiment with a sound that is often pensive and foreboding, but also always seems to lift into some kind of affirmation.
Johann Johansson's other theme on Fordlandia concerns early 20th century American rocket scientist John Whiteside Parsons, who also had a very non-scientific side. He was also uh, an occultist, a person who was, uh, who was heavily into the, uh, the writings of Aleister Crowley and, and was kind of Crowley's representative in, in, uh, in California and head of the, the, the Church of Thelema, Crowley's church. I found it fascinating, the story of the way he used to chant uh, Crowley's poem, Ode to Pan, while conducting these uh, rocketry experiments, you know, in the 30s. And uh, so this connection of hard science and hard chemistry and um, rocket experiments with occultism and, and kind of on a, on a symbolic level, I, I just thought it was amazing. Fordlandia is the second Johann Johansson album in a proposed trilogy that began with IBM 1401, a user's manual. Fordlandia is out in America on 4AD Records. For Echoes, I'm Kimberly Haas. That interview was from 2009. Since then, Johan Johansson has released three more solo albums, including Orfe in 2016. He never did complete that trilogy of Engleborn and Fordlandia. I think he got sidetracked by films where he put his concepts to the test in more conventional Hollywood scores. His films included Prisoners, The Theory of Everything, Sicario, Arrival, and the just-released soundtrack for The Mercy. Three of those movies were directed by Denis Villeneuve, and Johansson was supposed to score a fourth with him, Blade Runner 2049. But toward the end of the project, his score was replaced by one from Hans Zimmer. Given his close association with Villeneuve, that had to be a painful experience. Many artists have expressed their sorrow online, including Max Richter, Olafur Arnold, Robot Koch, Nils Fram, Ludovico Einaudi, Zoe Keating, Okai, and Hammock, who helped make this tribute possible today. Even the Pet Shop Boys expressed their regrets. Johan Johansson, gone at 48. Next week on the Echoes Podcast, we'll hear an interview with the synthwave band Future Fire. Be sure to subscribe to the Echoes Podcast on Apple Music or your other podcast source. And spread the word. Drop a review. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for being with us. Find Echoes on the radio nightly.